This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. As the cross-country and fall running season concludes, it's time to get back to putting in the miles. Whether you're gearing up for an indoor track season, building your base mileage back up for next spring, or getting ready to put in some serious treadmill work, you'll want to make a stop at SDR. From top running brands like Hoka, Mizuno, Brooks, and so many more, you'll walk out of the shop with a shoe perfect for your foot. Be sure to attend either a Thursday night rhombus run or a Saturday morning group run from the shop too. All of that at Cedic Run, where life and running intersect. We are always interested in new sponsors for the podcast, so if you're looking for a new way to advertise, look no further than the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. With thousands of downloads and listens, we offer a unique way to advertise. Either email us at prairietfpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our social media channels. This week, we had the incredible opportunity to sit down with three of the four recently crowned cross-country state champions. Elaney Lovegren of Williston, Ian Bush of Hazen, and Aiden Johnson of West Fargo, Cheyenne joined us for a really great episode. Class B girls champ Bryn Hansen was unable to join us because of hockey practice, so look for some insight from her in a future episode. Our state champs talked about their journey to winning a state title, what it meant to each of them, and it was just a really, really great conversation. I had personally never met any of these guys and gals, and none of them had ever talked to each other before this episode, so we also enjoyed some general chit-chat about favorite pro runners, pre-race superstitions, and what these athletes like to do when they're not running. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast, share our posts on social media, and keep giving us your feedback. We are really enjoying putting content like this out for you guys, but we really can't do it without your support. Thanks so much for listening. Enough about us, though. Let's get started with episode 37 of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today we are kicking it with some of our state champions that were just crowned over the past weekend. We are with Elaney Lovegren. Hey. We are with Ian Bush. Yeah, that's me. And Aiden Johnson. Hey. And unfortunately, we did not have Class B girls champion Bryn Hansen with us tonight. She's got hockey practice. So we'll have to catch up with her in the future. But guys, first thing that we want to ask is, has it set in that you guys are state champions? Uh, Eleni, start us off. Has it set in yet? Like, yes and no. Because I've kind of part of when I was like preparing, like with my training and stuff, I kind of had to tell myself that it was going to happen. And yeah, so I kind of got used to the idea. But also like I've been dreaming about it for six years. So also it hasn't really set in in that way. So yes and no. Yeah. Ian, how about yourself? Yeah, I kind of expected when I was, I was pretty confident coming into the race. Like last year I was, I was pretty confident that I was going, but I choked and got third last year. I was undefeated until then, but I was pretty confident. So I was, I've kind of, it's kind of already set in that everyone, I don't know. Dude, and I got to ask, I saw a picture of you with a huge beard at the state meet. Were you doing like postseason beard? Like, because it's gone now. You're clean shaven. 
Give it about three, four days. It'll be back. I've, <laughs> I've grown a beard since I was like 16. Uh, I don't know, just genetics, I guess. But the thing is, last year I was undefeated, like I said, and I had a beard pretty much the whole season. The day before state, I decided to shave it off. I think that I think that's what lost me, lost me the race. I'm pretty sure. I can guarantee it. You can't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. I kept it at least until state. She's gone now. There you go. And Aiden, how about you? Has it set in yet that you are a state champion? I think just today it's starting to set in. I mean, it didn't set in for the first few days because I just didn't know what to expect. It was the first time I was in a position like that where I was kind of the favorite, but a lot of ups and downs during the season. Maybe I wasn't seen as a favorite, but I came in with that mindset and came out on top. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, we as athletes know, like, the preparation mentally and physically that it takes to get ready for a state championship, uh, and, you know, to win one, of course, but even just to compete in one. Uh, Ian, you just want to start us off by telling us kind of how the preparation was in the days uh, and maybe even like the night before the morning of uh, the race for you? I just try to keep it as normal as possible. You know, you don't want to change too much stuff, especially before a big championship race. So we had some taper workouts, some 200 workouts. We did a 400 workout probably, I think it was Tuesday. And then we raced on Friday. Um, I was feeling pretty good there. And so I just kept it pretty, pretty nice. And then of course the day of, you're always nervous. That's, it's an inevitable thing. I mean, you just got to wait till that gun goes off first 400 meters, you settle in, and you start your race. Yeah. Aiden, you want to kind of, yeah, same question. Uh, what in the weeks and the day of, uh, was um, it like for you? I didn't start tapering till like EDC week. And then we had two weeks till state got my mileage back up, had a, Decent week of training, and then the week of state, we just had one small workout, just a couple 600s, just to get your legs moving. And then um, I didn't do much, honestly, for the days before state. I was just mentally preparing. And then as soon as the gun went off, I was ready. Elaine, you were, you were going for, obviously, the individual title, but you knew you had a chance to win uh, the team title as well. So did that – impact or change uh any of your preparation yeah kind of not much individual preparation but kind of everything I was focusing on for me I'd have to tell my team to do and kind of help them out too you know just because yeah because we were going for it too so a lot of that was the last two weeks I tapered with a week and a half left in season my last week I think was 25 miles but a big part of what I did is I just focus on getting back to speed after every turn I did and easy runs and everything. I, cause there's so many turns on the Jamestown course and looking at my run from the RM stout earlier this year, that's kind of what affected me a lot. I dropped down to six fifty pace, then take a hundred meters to recover from it. So that was a big thing. I switched up in the last two weeks. Are you guys like superstitious at all? Do you have any like weird things that you do like the night before, or, like the morning of? <laughs> like in I college, know. in college, we had a teammate, Rose Jackson. She, the night before she would put the socks that she was going to wear in the microwave and she like didn't start it, but like every hotel that we were in, that was like what she did before she went to bed, took her socks, put them in the microwave and just like left them there. And it's weird, but do you guys have any weird superstitions that you have before the meet? 
nothing like that. No. Yeah. Honestly, no, me neither. Me either, but I do have a teammate that while he's on the, the start line, he'll chug a Mountain Dew. What? Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Every single time, without doubt. And like, does he throw up everywhere? Somehow, no. I've also seen him eat like a pizza as we're sitting at camp, probably like 20 minutes before the race. Is this guy like normally a thrower? No. <laughs> he, he runs the two mile track. I've never seen him run anything less than two miles. That's that's Man. insane. Cam, did you I'm, have any did you have any superstitions, Cam? Well, I was I was so like concerned about superstitions like my junior and senior year that I like thought that I needed one. I tried to like make one up for myself. So I was like, oh, I always have to eat a peanut butter and jelly two hours before the race or like some random amount of time. And I just remember like one race as like, we got to it late and we couldn't have peanut butter on the bus. Cause there was somebody with a peanut allergy. So my mom gave me this sandwich <laughs> as soon as I got there. So I ended up eating like this sandwich, like as like, while I'm on my warm up because it was going to be like my superstition. And I ran terrible. Cause I was just like burping up PB and J the whole time. And so no, my, my superstitions have always hurt me and not helped me. So your superstitions having no superstitions yeah yeah pretty much yeah so for you guys uh obviously you're not worried about doing any weird things like eating a pb and j or drinking a mountain dew but um i feel like you definitely probably sat down with your coach kind of executed a game plan going in aiden starts off man like what was your strategy going into the race? And then I also want to know, did the race play out like you thought it was going to, or did it go completely different? Um, so the first half of my season, I've been just waiting till like about halfway and I'd surge and try to drop the field at EDC. I tried something new. I tried to just wait until the very end and try to kick Hunter. It didn't work out. So I went back to my old plan and the surge didn't break Ivan and broke everybody else. So then I had to throw in another surge at the hill. And I think this, this, the hill is what separated us. I just used the hill. Mm -hmm. So you're like Josh Kerr and David Rubich would be like really proud of you. They've got like the sit and kick <laughs> mantra that they go yeah. by. That's what yeah. you were going with. So, and then on the topic of another professional group going from Brooks Beast to Elaney's got the Tin Man Elite poster in the background. What was your game plan, Elaney, going into it? Yeah, I was mostly, I talked to my coaches and they all agreed to start out patient, especially with the hill. And that I could even drop 30, 50 meters behind the leader and just make it up in the last mile, basically. So I did that. I think by the time I got around the first turn, I was in seventh and then just kind of built up so that by the time I got out of the woods at the mile and a quarter, I was in second. So I slowly worked up to there. And I was going to wait to pass on the hill but by the time I got to almost a mile and a half I was right by Bela then I kind of hesitated for a second then I'm like nope I'm just gonna go and yeah I plan to use the curves to my advantage like I said I've been practicing that but yeah I just once I passed her I just tried to make a gap after that Ian how about you what was your game plan going into the race and did it play out the way you thought it was going to yeah, so I really hadn't raced against any Class B runners that had really gave me much of a challenge. I'd pretty much just been running with those Class A guys. Um, Williston are the big ones. Those are the guys I remember racing against pretty much all year. They'd always get me in the end, but that's that's just how it goes. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 
all of a sudden Colt Spotted Bear, like one of you guys said, and ran a 16.02 middle of the season somehow. And so I was kind of worried about him at regionals, but I've raced against him in the two mile and such, and his kick just isn't there. So I knew if it came down to it, I'm pretty, I was pretty confident I had it. About two and a half miles in that hill, that's what did it. I just strode it and like big surgeon at the bottom of the hill and just pushed up that hill, gained an eight second gap over maybe 200 meters. And it just grew a little bit. And that's about all it took. Kind of question for all of you and Eleni, you can start. Is there ever like a concern uh, with the athletes from the other side of the state? Because uh, the West versus and the East don't get a ton of chances to see each other. Um, so, and you can obviously compare times, but you know, everybody knows in cross country times are kind of, you just never really know. So at the start or the weeks leading up to the race, is there maybe some like uncertainty about the runners from the other side of the state? A little bit. I was pretty confident going into the race, but I knew any, anything could happen. Even people I wasn't looking out for, but like I'd raced Jossie Schiller back at the Jamestown invite. So, yeah, I'd raced her once before, but I wasn't too concerned about anyone specific, just kind of in general, you know? Yeah. Aiden? Um, it's definitely difficult, but I knew I could, I guess, compete against the top West kids because we met at, I think it was a Bismarck in September. And I was able to outkick the top two guys. I think it was Griffin and Ivan. And then I didn't see them until state, but I knew I had what it took to beat them. And then, yeah, for you, Ian, I mean, we saw those. I, I had my eye on the Kindred guys. It looked like they were really hitting their stride at the end of the season there. Um, any Any concern? You know, I really wasn't concerned with the East region. In Class A, it seems like it's always pretty close between the East and the West, but this is really the first year the East has really shown up. Last year, I think yeah. top six individuals were all from the West West side. Really, Bowman and Newtown have been a powerhouse for years, mm -hmm. so I really wasn't that worried about the East side, but the second, third place guy were both guys I've never raced before. They, that was the first time I've ever raced and was at State. Yeah. Isn't it so weird how cross-country – you can't really compare times like track it's the same distance all the way around it's 400 meters but cross country there's so many variables it's like this course was really hilly this course was flat this one was short this one was long I just like that blows my mind that you have this sport where you can't even really compare um and you the only way to tell is like the head-to-head -head matchup which as an athlete is pretty cool when it comes down to it like you've got to rely on your best stuff that day and just absolutely bring it because it doesn't really matter anything leading up to it Eleni, you had talked a little bit about uh, kind of the, the parade or the, the celebration that, that the town had thrown for you guys when you got back. I heard Wilson, they made, did they make statues of you guys too? Like, was there like <laughs> bronze cast iron statues when you got back? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cam, I had to throw that in there. Oh, that's okay. What, uh, so obviously, you know, a lot of excitement from the town, you know, the, the men's and women's team title, you with the individual title. Uh, but what did you do for yourself to, to celebrate? Um, I guess just kind of celebrate with my team and with my family, but the whole town in general is super supportive. Like when we left, we had a whole send off and there were people lined up on the streets and cheering and stuff. 
So it was cool. And we got a police escort into town on our way back. And yeah, we went to the schools and had a fire truck ride. So, I mean, nothing really individual celebrating, but just kind of celebrating both the team titles. Wait, hold on. What's explain a fire truck ride. Like what, what happens? So we went to the fire station. That's about a mile from the high school. And we got on, this is seven 30 in the morning. We, the boys have a fire truck and we have a fire truck and we sit on the top and they drive us to the school. And then we get off and the people are lined up outside the front doors and there's cheerleaders and they're like doing the school song and stuff. So we walk in and walk down the halls of the school and the people are all lined up cheering. It's pretty cool. That's That's awesome. awesome. And then you just go to class. Yeah, actually we got excused for the next two periods. So. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ian Hazen gave you the key to the city, right? Be honest, Hazen doesn't even have a cross-country team, so I run for Beulah. I'd say 90% of the school doesn't even know. I, I'll get a little plaque that'll go on, like, the corner of the school at best. But, yeah, I've got maybe at least five congratulations. Well, you know, that's just how it goes. Well, five is, like, half the town, so, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Aiden, what happened at Cheyenne? Did you get any sort um, of props or recognition? I mean, some kids and teachers are telling me good job, but I mean, our school is just too big for anyone to care. We're a big football school anyway. Not much. It is such a shame with cross country. Like, imagine <laughs> if you guys were on the football team. I mean, Elaine, yeah. it sounds like the whole town of Williston kind of stopped for you guys. But otherwise, like, imagine if you win basketball or you win football, like everybody's giving you oh, yeah. bumps and stuff. But cross and that's that's why we're doing the podcast that's why we have you guys on we want people to know who you guys are and get those names out there a little bit that's awesome how about like the postseason like you drink like a bunch of pop or like you eat a bunch of candy or like you have a bowl of ice cream that you hadn't had all season did any of you guys splurge that way maybe a little yeah (laughs) what was it what was it well, just kind of stuff for the, over the whole weekend. But when we visited the elementary school today, my mom teaches there. And one of the kids sent me back a gift with a card and then two bags of candy, one bag of lemon, Kit Kats, and another of Reese's. So I have both of those. Oh, my gosh. Did you go to the elementary school like as a team, like another mm-hmm. celebration? Yeah. So we went in and we walked the halls. But my mom also teaches there. So once the rest of the team left, I got to go visit her classroom. And they were all super excited. Because oh, I guess cool. she always talks about us. That's that's great. How about Ian or Aiden? Did you guys splurge, eat a big bowl of ice cream, or treat yourself to something? I've had my first pop in like two years, I guess. Ooh, I mean, what kind that's of, about it. What kind of pop was it? Um, it wasn't even. It was diet too. There was no sugar in it. It was just diet. I think it was, uh, root beer. That root beer. Good choice. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Well, I've kind of been eating that stuff all season. I never really stop. <laughs> maybe you guys are on diets, but I just kind of eat whatever. I don't know. I've also noticed, like, your guys' mileage is crazy compared to mine. She said she was tapering, doing 25 miles a week. That's the most I've ever done in an entire week. My longest run I've ever done consecutively is, I think, six miles. Really? 
Now, this is a question. Buy, buy Ian Bush stock now. The ceiling is high. The ceiling. This is one thing I was thinking of. My wife and I were actually talking about this before you guys hopped on. Have you guys ever like met each other or like talked to each other before being on this podcast? No. Okay. Well, that's kind no, of fun. No, never. Well, if, I mean, yeah. we can do formal introductions. I feel like being state champions, you all have a little something in common. Probably don't need formal introductions, but. Halfway through the podcast too, Ryan, you should have made your leg with that one. You know? I should have. Well, like, what do you do? Do you do like virtual like fist bump or like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That uh, sounds like Zoom education. So. Uh. <laughs> so I guess. One of the last, we've got a couple more questions for you guys, but we've kind of talked about the race and the weekend and everything that's happened in the last 72 hours or so. But I want to know, like, at the beginning of the season, like, what goals did you have for yourself? And, like, did you accomplish all your goals for this season? Like, could it could the season have gone any better or did it go beyond your expectations? Uh, Ian, let's start with you because you kind of mentioned how you had that stinging defeat last year. You were undefeated going into cross country and you took third, but what were your goals coming into the season and did you accomplish all of them? Yeah, I was just out for vengeance. I, I just didn't want to lose again and have that again. Um, that was really my big thing, but yeah, I was just out for vengeance. I just didn't want to lose. So I knew if it, if it took a lot, if it took 1550, I was going to sit with the pace. I was just going to hang on. I was going to dig deep if I needed to. Mm -hmm. And you didn't lose to a single head to head. You didn't lose to a single class B runner this season. So you held true to your word. Sounds like you accomplished quite a few of your goals. Aiden, how about you? What were some of your goals coming into the season? Um, I had a great track season, so I knew I want to try to win state. Um, Actually, um. I didn't think th- I didn't think that was realistic at first because last year I got like 16th at state, but after the first two races I knew I had a chance, um, and I didn't really care about time. I just wanted to win, and maybe do something at regionals now. Yeah, and Elaney, how about you? What were your goals heading into the season, and do you think you accomplished all of them? Yeah, my main goal was definitely just the individual state title, also the team state title, but I really didn't have much else besides just working hard to get that. I was, that's 100% what my focus was on. And there were other things in the back of my mind. Like it would have been nice to go sub 18 and get a WDA title, but kind of like Aiden said, I just was focused on winning and winning every season meet until then. So yeah, I mean, with my main goal being that, I think I accomplished it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I I know some of you said, I think all three of you are planning to go down to uh, Nike, the Nike region course in Sioux Falls uh, and run there. So, I mean, one more chance to, to go sub 18, Eleni. And, you know, if there's any, uh, Ian, you had talked about cracking, breaking 16 finally. Um, so one more meet on the cross country season left. Uh, hopefully you guys can just keep, keep the trajectory, keep the success going. Uh, but aside from that, what is it going to look like for you guys between, 
uh, now and the end of February when track season starts. Uh, there's going to be some time off. You guys play other sports. Um, what's, you know, a lot of, yeah. What, what's next, I guess. Um, let's Aiden, Aiden, we can start with you. Um, I think I might do both the regions actually. I'm going to do NXR and fight Phil Locker. Yeah. And then I think it's actually East Bay now. So I'll probably take a couple weeks off. Probably start training middle to the end of December. And our season doesn't start until the middle of March for racing. So I think I might do a few indoor races that are outside of school. Try to get my times down, get yeah. racing under my legs. And hopefully be ahead of the game when the season starts. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you, man? Yeah, so I'm going to go to NXR, and then after that, it'll be deer season, so I'll probably be out in the field. Uh, I got a rifle tag, and I got a bow tag, so I'll be out a lot. And then ice fishing comes around, so I got I to gotta be out there every day for that, too. Probably, like, a month, maybe two before track starts, I'll start running again, you know, building up that base in time for track. And, yeah, just really want to really get that 800-meter, 1,600-meter title. That's my goal for track. Yeah. I'm not really a big two-mile guy. I've raced it once before or twice before, once to qualify and then once at state my junior year. But if I could pull that out, that would just be extra on top. I've never raced on an indoor track. I've never even been to an indoor track, so I probably won't be doing that. <laughs> and then, yeah, how about you, Eleni? Yeah, I'll take a couple weeks off after Nike. I think that's going to be my last race. So take a couple weeks off and just start training for track and build a large base, just mostly mileage this winter. And maybe run a few indoor meets. And yeah, just focus on track and probably go on some college visits and stuff too. Yeah. Lee, where's the where's the closest indoor track on like the west side? I guess for you too, Ian. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's in Williston. We have one here. Okay, right on. Sorry, Lanny, is the, the indoor track just like a at like the like a public rec center or yeah, it's at the arc. It's a 200 meter track. And they actually had a college meet here. Dickinson State hosted one last winter. So I ran there. It's pretty fun. We're lucky to have an indoor track or else it'd be treadmills a yeah. lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Um so I guess we've kind of got an interesting spread. It would have been Interesting if Bryn had been on here because Bryn's the eighth grader. Aiden, you're a sophomore this year. And then Elaney and Ian, you guys are seniors. So Elaney and Ian, for this probably pertains for you guys more so than Aiden right now in this point of time. But you had mentioned college visits. Anybody on your radar so far? Or like where are you planning some places? Or is that like under under wraps, under lock and key? What do you think? Um, I think I'm going to visit NDSU here soon. And then I have a visit planned for University at Tulsa soon. So those are two that I have planned. Then hopefully if I run good at Nike, I can talk to some more schools. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm taking some time to figure it out. It's taking a while, but yeah, I just want to make sure I make the right choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And Ian, how about you? It sounds like you're quite the hunter and fisherman and outdoorsman, but is running in college, is that your plan right now? Or do you plan on doing something else? I've applied to the Air Force Academy in West Point. So if I get into there, I'll probably be in Colorado or New York. I don't know if I'm quite quick enough to run out there. I might walk on the team if they let me, but 
it's not really necessarily a requirement. I just like running. It's, I don't know, I've always done. As long as I'm running, it don't really matter. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And both those schools have really good distance programs. So, yeah, that's really, really great. And then Aiden, we'll get you on in two years and we'll ask you too. So, sound like a deal? Yep. <laughs> awesome. Guys, final question for the night, unless there's anything else that you guys want to talk about. But we've got a lot of young runners that listen to this podcast. I mean, you guys aren't so old yourself compared to old guys like Cam and I. But, you know, what would you say right now? Because it wasn't that long ago that you were in, you know, middle school, junior high, even just like your early high school years. And you were looking up at the other people that have won state titles. But you have one of your own now, which is really incredible. So what would you say to those people that are just maybe freshmen, maybe sophomores, maybe they're middle schoolers that are just like trying to soak up as much advice as they can right now and hopefully have a crack at a state title one day? Eleni, what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, hard work pays off, even if it even if you don't see the results that season or the next season or even right after that, it's going to pay off eventually. You know, as long as you just keep pushing for it and keep focused on your goal. Yeah. Ian, how about you? Yeah, just enjoy running, enjoy going out running with your team. Just some days you'll have hard workouts. Just put your head down, get through those tough workouts, and then you'll have a better day. And I just enjoy running. Competitive running is just, you know, an extra bonus, you know, something. And now, Aiden, you've got a little bit different outlook because you've got two more years left and you're going to be looking to defend this title and hopefully add a couple more to your collection. But what advice would you have for maybe somebody that's a middle school runner right now? Um, I think my best advice would be to find out what works for you. And as soon as you can find that, if you can work hard and work smart, It'll pay off. Yeah, that's all all really sound advice. Cam, do you have anything else to add for our runners? Or I shouldn't even say uh, runners, I should say champions, right? Yeah. Uh no, just another congrats. Uh wasn't able to get out and watch the class B on Friday, but I was there watching the class A race and you know, cross country is just uh a great sport and um it's been a pleasure talking to you guys and listening to how much you guys enjoy, enjoy running and cross country. And uh, yeah, again, congrats and uh, look forward to seeing the results at Nike and Foot Locker and then this upcoming track season. So good luck to all of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Eleni, before you go, before any of you guys go, I don't know how big of Tin Man Elite followers you other two are, but who's your favorite runner? That's tough. I'm not sure. I haven't followed them too closely recently, but I mean, Drew Hunter or well, are you saying Tin Man Elite or just anyone? Well, okay. Start with Tin Man Elite and then we want to hear who else do you look up to in the running world? Yeah, probably Drew Hunter and Reed Fisher are pretty cool. And then just in the running world in general, that's tough, but like, hmm. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people like Galen Rupp, Sydney McLaughlin, even though she's a sprinter. Then, yeah, I think Moo's pretty cool. Mo, and then, yeah, Shalane Flanagan. There's just a bunch of people like to look up to. They all seem like pretty good people. But yeah, definitely. I do like Galen Rupp a lot, though. I mean, he's quiet and he works hard. And yeah, he's 
pretty humble, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. If you ever need something funny, go look at Galen Rupp's Twitter. That makes me laugh every time. He has Twitter? Not really. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Yeah. Okay. He put out like 10 tweets back when he was in college or something like that. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. I like Galen Rupp too. I went through a phase where I wasn't as big of a fan, but yeah, I, I really respect like through all like the negative stuff, the press or whatever he's gone through. It just seems like he like, he's just so good. Like, and he keeps performing well. And it seems like that guy just cares about like running well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do like Courtney Fryricks too. Her, yes. her silver is pretty cool this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, who do you look up to? Who who are your role models in the running world? Um, for college, I'd say a lot of the Oregon guys. It seems like just they run in the same times and they make it look fun. A lot of the like Cooper Tier and Charlie Hunter and all of them. And what's his name? I forgot. The guy with insane kick. Cole Hawker. Yeah, Cole Hawker. Yeah, they just make it look fun. They always win. And overall, I have to say Mo Farah, just the ability to just win every single race that he's in, every single race that matters, just cool. You know, it's really interesting that you guys have said Galen Rupp and Mo Farah because I feel like they're more of like Cam and I's generation. Like we watched those guys growing up and Galen's still going at it, but that's I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have thought you guys would have picked like more young people in the sport. How about you, Ian? Do you do you have any role models that you look up to in the running world or any pro athletes or college athletes? I've got to go with Stuart McSwain. Yes. Dewey Mack. Yes. He's in a race. I'm rooting for him. I want him to win. You know, he, he hasn't really won any major races. He's always in that third position behind Jakob Ingebrigtsen and Timothy Chariot. But one of these days, he's going to go out hard enough and he's he's going to drop him. I'm calling it. Yes. Dude, Stewie McSwain is like, oh, man. I I think he – I don't know. Yeah. That guy is left me speechless right now. That guy is I, incredible. Guys who go out and lead the races just never get enough credit, I feel like. and Yeah. I, it's so difficult to lead races, and he does it, like, every single race. I've never seen him not lead a race. He's got range, too. Like, he can race a 1,500 or a 10K or a half marathon. Like, man – he can do whatever he wants. That guy's a beast. When you said Stuart McSwain, Eleni, it looked like you were about to like hop in the conversation. Did you have something you were going to add there? Oh, I just kind of like my mind was blanking when you asked the runners. He's definitely pretty cool too. And Jakob Ingebrigtsen, I, his race at the Olympics was cool seeing him win gold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously been good for a long time, but I mean, just seeing everything pay off and then he's pretty young too. But yeah, that was cool. I like him. Have you guys ever seen like the the Ingebrigtsen's like reality TV show that they have in Norway? You they can find them. it. Yeah, you can. It's like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but it's like the Ingebrigtsen's pretty much. Yeah, you can I've find it. The whole thing. Yes, yes. That's what I've I'm watched the whole thing. <laughs> you, you can, can just find it on it. like YouTube with yeah, like subtitles. Yeah, it's yeah. got the English subtitles, but it's yeah. pretty good. It's called Team Ingebrigtsen. Yeah, I, yeah. I love watching stuff about running. I probably enjoy watching running more than I like running. But yeah. <laughs> Watching running isn't as painful. That's why. <laughs> Got a point. Got a point. 
All right, guys, it was so good having you on. It's so fun to kind of put uh, faces to the names we've been talking about you all season and following you guys and talking about your times and how you've been beating people. But congratulations again. It's really great getting the chance to meet you guys. And we hope that you guys keep crushing uh, heading into track season. We'll hope to have you guys on and talk about some state titles too. So on the track. So thanks so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, you guys. Keep, keep these podcasts coming out because I watch all of them. I need something to listen to. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. We'll do it.